Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Curtain Call Podcast, a production of the Yes Network. It is episode number 104. It is another off-season edition of the Curtain Call Pod. He's John J. Filippelli, Yes Network's president of production and programming and executive producer. I'm Justin Shackle, producer Dan Bassone with us as well. We are getting ready for the winter meetings coming up in Nashville, Tennessee. That means Yankees Hot Stove is starting up Monday, December 4th. That is the first episode. You have hot stove shows each night of the week of the winter meetings, December's 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then uh, Mondays and Thursdays, the following two weeks, leading us up into the week of Christmas. So, John, it's the holiday season. If you had to put it on a you know percentage scale, 1 to 100, the, the progress you've made in your holiday shopping, where would it be? One being very little uh, or none, and a hundred being I've shopped for everybody. It's all taken care of. Yeah, I'm about negative seven. Okay, so you've put zero thought into your loved ones and friends and family. I put hundred percent thought into them all the time, but in terms of the gift part of this, I've been lagging. It's sort of okay. like negative seven is like Fairbanks, Alaska, in the middle of December. <laughs> Fairbanks, Alaska, and you're trying to get to Miami, Florida. Yes, very that's true. where you're at right now. That's right. Okay. I'm trying to get to, but uh, yes, it's I have not done as I've been a little, but to be fair, which is barely in December, right? We're just it's just going to be December. We're not. Oh, there's time. There's time here, my friend. You can. Not you even can in yeah, you can. We're not even in December yet. Uh, the the winter meetings are coming up though, and that's going to be the first couple of days in December. Bit of quiet off season here. Uh, relatively quiet with the Yankees. I know they made some coaching hires. I know they signed a pitcher to a minor league contract, but considering all the noise that's floating around about potential moves the New York Yankees can make here, do you think that we're going to start seeing some real action, John? Yes, it's the winter meetings. That's usually when things start to really percolate. I mean, they, 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 there's these deals that get made sometimes – you know the the groundwork is is sort of foundation is put through. The, the GMs have meetings and there's there's all kinds of meetings in the off season that these teams have. And you know once they start to exchange idea, they, they talk, and then it starts to pick up speed over time. And and, they, and other then teams start to digest what, what they need, what's out there, who they can get. They start to look at free agents. I mean they've been doing this all along. But now it starts to get really serious because now you start to get to you want to get you want to get your roster replaced before the beginning of the year. You, you do you, as much as you can. You don't set it, but you get as much of it as you can. So you need that. You got to make the trades and you got to sign the free agents. And also, to be fair about it, it's the business of the game. You know, they want to sell tickets. You know, Christmas time is a good time to holiday season. People give gifts. We talk about gifts. I mean, I don't know if I turn around and gave my family Yankee tickets that they would say to me, "Oh, Dad, thank you." My, my wife would say, "That's the greatest thing ever." I can't thank you enough. I mean, as much as they like the Yankees, I think they're looking for different kind of gifts. That's, so that's right under giving your family pictures of yourself. Well, I did that. I did that last five years. I can't keep doing that, Justin. <laughs> still around here. Uh, but the, uh, no, I mean, it's the business of the game. I mean, so they want to, they obviously want to sell, they want to get the TV schedule set, you know, they, they, they which is important to them for, for obvious reasons. And they also want to, you know, they also have to look at, um, you know, selling uh, selling tickets to the fan base, and and that's important. And, and the way to do that is you start making moves, get the fan base really excited about the the, the prospect of the team, the, the team you're going to put on the field coming up for the next season. All right, obviously two ways you can make these moves. Trades and signing some big-name free agents. They're all out there here. So I want to get your thoughts on where some of these 
big free agents may land, but let's discuss the Yankees first year. Yankees have been associated with three major potential moves this offseason. Trading for Juan Soto, signing Japanese pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and signing free agent outfielder Cody Bellinger. Those are the three most talked about moves that this franchise can make after an 82 and 80 season. Which one do you think needs to happen? Well, I mean, there you make a shopping list. It's like going shopping. <laughs> you make a shopping list with the idea that, and you, you prioritize. And but in certain departments, in certain areas, as you go shopping, you'll say, "Oh, I wanted to buy this. Oh, it's not. It's not available. Uh, I wanted to try and get this. I can't get that." Okay, so what's the next? I still got to eat. So I still, what else am I going to get? So you put down your list. You say, "All right, uh, I, this is not my first choice, but you know what's a pretty good choice." It's, you know, as this field starts to thin out, you got to start to you have to make the adjustments. So all I'm saying to you to answer your question in a sort of long winded way, which is what I do these days. Sorry about that. I would say to you, th they're all important. Uh, I, if 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 it's me, it's not me, but if it is me, I mean, obviously Soto is hugely important to the because of his age because of his potential, because of the fact of what he's already accomplished in the game. They need the left-handed power in the worst way, the worst way, you know? And so he's he's really what you're looking for because of his youth, because of what he's already accomplished, because New York does not even move, scare him in the least. I mean, he embraced New York. New York would embrace him. So he's somebody you really target to <clears throat> try and get. You know, he's not a free agent. You have to trade for him, but the Padres have to move him. So you, why not to the Yankees? I mean, so if the Yankees have the appetite for the cost of it, because there will be, this is not going to be a free, you know, that you get a talent like that, you have to give up talent, considerable talent. But the Yankees are, are really need him. So I would say he's really right there. They need the pitching as well. They need Yamamoto. So if you could get Yamamoto and Soto, you've, you've really done a lot. And, you know, Bellinger's a good player. Bellinger had a really nice year. You know, Bellinger comes with a few question marks. Can you do it again? He was an established star who fell off a cliff for a year or two, and people didn't know why. And he came, last year was a nice bounce-back year for him. But, you know, he's going to come in a lot of money because the, the, the free agent market is thin in certain areas. You know, he's going to come in a lot of money and a lot of attention. And, you know, he's great. If you get him, that's fine. I wouldn't walk away from a player like him. He's, he's need. You need him, too, because he's also gives you defense. He gives you lots of things, plays first base when you need him. Alpha. He's very, very desirable player. But to me, it's Soto and Yamamoto. And if Bellinger's there and, you, you know, and something happens to plan A, then you know he's he's a huge part of where you go next. That that that's my head. That's where I'm thinking. I don't know if the Yankees necessarily think like, like that, but I, I don't think why. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, let me say this. I think I'm with you. I think it's Soto. I think he is the the best answer there. Depending on what type of trade capital you're going to have to uh, swallow and and give up to get a guy like Juan Soto for one year, but I think the Yankees are in a position to acquire a talent like that. I'm wondering though. I like the way you outlined it. It, it, you know, you're going shopping for, for dinner, right? Like you still have to eat, even though of your top options off the board. Are you right. still spending a premium for your third best option? Whomever that may be in the fans eyes. Like, is, is that, is that something that is, is a, a healthy move? What do you think? Well, I mean, he's a very, as I said, he's, he's a very desirable player. He's a really good baseball player. And, and, and again, the questions just come with you know, the health and, 
you know, when you know why the fall off the cliff and the bounce back. I mean, look, yeah, but let's remove names from this. Like, like let's not even like let's just talk about choices, right? Yeah. Like, if if you have those three, and bottom line, it's your third choice as as you're running a team here. Like, it should would it be wise? Or like, would it be practical to spend a premium? The type of numbers that we're hearing for your third best option. Is it wise? Well, let me put it to you this way. The Yankees need help. Okay. This was 82 and 80. I love Brian Cashman. I do. He's been a friend of mine for a really long time. Uh, and, but, you know, it's not a great year. Okay. It's not. And it's not certainly a Yankee year. And, you know, I, I, I I'm just saying it's not. So you've got to improve. You you have to go back to the next season coming up. You have to put try to put the best team you can on the field. And this is not going to be for lack of trying. If the Yankees don't land Soto, it's not for lack of trying. If they don't get Yamamoto, it's not for lack of trying. You know, and 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 to say what's his name? Well, he's our third choice. Well, he he might be, but the reality is that in, in what you if you said to me when the season ended, you know, the Yankees wanted to kill Cody Bellinger. He's going to be your answer to. Do you think I would have said, oh, that's terrible? It's not. I mean, Tony Bell's a hell of a year. Look at what he did. And, you know, and there were times he didn't get a lot of help playing there in Chicago. So I'm just saying to you, he's got a lot of talent. And maybe the bounce back year is not really, it's a bounce. The other two years that we, we struggled, maybe he just struggled. He had two bad years. Okay. And, it, and for whatever reason, who knows what was going on in his life. But I'll tell you what, the bounce back was terrific. And who's to say he hasn't righted the ship and is the player he was the first several years of his career? Who's to say he's not? So the Yankees are going to have to take, take you know, you, you take it. Look, Japanese pitcher, Japanese baseball is it's different from from American baseball. I'm not saying it's bad. There's a lot of great players that come from great players came from Japan, but on the whole, in the aggregate, it's not exactly the same quality as major league as major league baseball. On the whole, in the aggregate, it's not. So you know, you you measure that. You say, okay, well, can you come here in the states and dominate the way you did in Japan? The answer is the way this guy pitches, I he definitely can. I mean, everybody really likes him. But you know, you don't know. There's always question marks, right? Always. Mm -hmm. And and it, but but Soto, there's less of them. You know, so the, the, these are all options. And you know what? If you get any, if you get all of them, God bless you. That's great. If you get none of them, I think then the Yankees will have to figure out some. Uh, I don't know where you go if you don't get them. You'll have to trade for it, and then you have to trade the young capital, the young players that you have anyway, the prospects that you have. You you because you're not going to stand pat at 82 and 80. You can't. The Yankees can't, and they won't. So they're going to have to figure this out one way or the other. And and what makes all this so much more interesting, just the the timeline, the narrative of a baseball offseason, you have a, a lot of teams, a lot of different type of teams in the mix for a lot of the same players. You have the sports blue bloods, the deep pocket teams. You have teams on the come up as well, teams that have shown that they – can be sustained successfully and, you know, may not seem like they have as many resources or spend as lavishly as some of the, the, the deep pocket teams, but I think they're lurking in the weeds for several players. So uh, we, we talked about three players right there. So do you obviously have to trade for, but let's focus on the free agents here. I put together a small list of free agents that I want to do a little rapid fire with you with here uh, i want you to to tell me where you think they end up here and i limited the list to the free agents that i believe are going to be receiving nine figure deals so 100 million or more right uh tell me where you think they signed maybe a quick reason or two behind it but let's start with the obvious one shohei otani where's shohei otani going john braves i i think 
I, I, you know, and I was, I was suckered into this conversation about just staying on the West Coast, and you know, which is what the, the, that's what he his organization, his people, he put out is the, the love of the West Coast, and everybody said, well, because he can go wherever he wants. Let's face it, he wants to go wherever he'll go because he's a great talent, and everybody wants him, and they should want him. Um, but you know, but to me, you go to the Braves, yeah, uh, you do because they're they're young. They've got a lot of team-friendly contracts. They've already signed to to secure some great talent for a lot of years to come. Their 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 core is so strong, offensively, defensively, pitching, everything. They have it all, and they even without Otani, they're they're a threat to win the World Series for, for a long time to come. And but with Otani, and if I'm him, I look at that team, I look at what they've done, and I say to myself. You know, if it's not about money, or maybe it is about money, I don't know. But if 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 I put money aside for a second, that's where you may want to go because there's not a lot of every place you can mention that would want him. There's always question marks. How many question marks do you find about the Braves? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there there are not many there that I can think of. So you're asking me in, in an optim in the best place for him probably is there. And if you want to win, well, there you go. They've already won. And they're, they're going to win for. They're going to threaten to win, or they're going to be contenders for a long time. That's where you. That's where you. You park your car, or your or your Royals, your Rolls Royce, or your Bentley, whatever it is he's got. You know, you go park it in that parking lot. That's what I'd say. I mean, but again, that doesn't mean the Dodgers are a bad option. You know, the, the look, the New York teams will be there for him if he wants that. Wants to come to New York. I mean, obviously the Yankees and the Mets would both take him. Obviously, so I don't. But I don't know. It's all about where he wants to go. And if if, you, if I'm him, I'm looking at it all. In the aggregate, it's hard to make a decision like that. I'm, I'm leading Braves. That's where I go. I'm with you as well. We discussed this a little bit before recording the podcast, but we came on to this recording not knowing that we both believe the Braves. So uh, I, I think for all the reasons you listed, like that's why Atlanta can appeal to a guy like Otani. That could be a game changer. I think the Red Sox are actually – right there as well as a, as a dark horse. So um, I'm going with the Braves as well for Shohei Otani. All right. And this kind of introduces us to, to the offseason domino effect as well. Many teams going for the same amount of players. If one team signs a certain player, where does that leave? The next team taking the next big free agent off the board. So the next free agent I have is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Who do you think signs him? Uh, well, everybody wants him, you know, everybody wants him. So, I mean, that's obviously wide open. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how to handicap that only in the sense that he's so desirable. He's, the, he's one of the, one of the most desirable players, obviously that's there. Uh, and it's probably been there for a long time because of his talent, because of what he's been able to do and dominate, you know, in, in Japan. And and everybody's seen him. Yankees have seen him. They saw went to see him through a no hitter when they Brian Cashman and the, and the Yankee contingent went to, to go talk to him and his representatives. Uh, they, they threw a no hitter. So I mean, it doesn't get a lot better than that, right? And, but you see, you watch him. You watch the video of him. You go. This guy could really pitch. He really could pitch. So it's exciting. But I, where does he go? Uh, uh, he could go a lot of places. He could go. The Yankees certainly are. He's a target. The Yankees very much want him. I know the Mets very much want him as well. And the Mets don't have any pitching. You know, the Mets are really struggling for pitching. So you know, and they've got they want money. You know, if it's about money, you know, the Mets will be right there too. So you got the Yankees. You got the Mets. Um, there, I mean, there's other teams that I mean, everybody wants a, wants him. And you're right. To, and, and again, the market is so thin for the top tier talent. There's only three. How many top tier free agents are there? There's four or five. 
that you know you say so you know top well, what do you what constitutes that me, me i i think it, it means nine figure deals okay well the dodgers all the dodgers in there then so if, you, if you right you're right it's, it's gonna be a lot of money no matter where it goes so it's yankees mets mm-hmm. dodgers you're right red Sox. look don't rule out the red Sox. yeah i'm no. definitely not uh just just trying to be uh coming to the coming to this discussion with a little continuity like i'm I'm thinking of the domino effect so like we both think otani's going to the braves uh, yeah. i think if the dodgers lose out on otani they're going to get yamamoto they're not going to play around i think the yankees are as good of a landing spot as any but if the Dodgers miss out on Otani. Look out because they need pitching in the worst way. I think they need pitcher in, in a more desperate way than the Mets do. So I would be looking at Yamamoto to the Dodgers as that that domino effect comes into play here. All right, let's go with another pitcher, Blake Snell. Where do you think he winds up? Interesting case. Snell could wind up in a number. Listen, I I I like Snell. I mean, not everybody loves Snell. We we've talked about this, you and I. Not everybody loves him. I want to Cy Young is the second Cy Young, but I mean there are there are some question marks about you know how many innings you're really going to get from him, and there's some other question marks. So um, I you know he's I don't see him going to New York. I don't see him with the Yankees. I don't see him with the Mets for sure. You know to answer your other question, teams that the Dodgers would desperately be pitching to, as you pointed out, Snell could wind up with the Dodgers. That's not that's not he could wind up in Seattle. Too, although Seattle's got some pretty good pitching, I don't know if they would take the if they're going to add. I don't know if they would add on the mound because they well, they could add a pitcher and trade another pitcher for a bat. Well, you could that's you could do that too. So I mean, I, and I, again, I when you say free, you know, it's funny when you talk about free the free agent market, people don't nobody ever talks about Seattle. Oh, it's because it's so far away from everything. I don't want to go there. It's way too far. It's like and it's called it's like Seattle, which is, is it, Seattle's it, lovely. Oh, it's a great I'm a city. Big fan of Seattle. Yeah, but you know what? You know, you, you got to realize, you know, how close that is to Alaska. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of yeah, it's the first, the, when you ask the players about road trips, everyone says, oh, we got to go to Seattle because it's so far away. And it's like, so everybody. But just, what's the difference between Seattle and San Diego? I mean, one's just in another corner. The difference between the two cities is the difference. I mean, I said it was a different city. Well, in terms of lifestyle and culture, absolutely. But in terms of traveling there, I mean, what's what's six of one, half a dozen of the other? Well, if you go to San Diego, why don't you use Los Angeles? What's the difference? Because San Diego's further south. And you're talking about Seattle being, you know, in the armpit of America. Well, armpit, that's, that's, a, that's a little difficult to call it an armpit. It's, it's a nice city. I mean, I, I <laughs> this is an interesting conversation. We'll go with this thing. Hey, I, flying west to east, Seattle, New York's like four hours and change. It's, it's not that bad. Well, how about the other way? The other yeah. way is just uh, as, as long yeah. as uh, some of those California cities. It's almost like going to Europe sometimes. It's far. I'm yeah, sorry. You can get to Paris faster than uh, Los Angeles from New York. Let's get the travel. Let's get past the travel issue here. Okay. Well, these are things Blake Snell's thinking about, okay? Is he? Is he? If I'm him, do you sit there and say, oh, it's a too long a flight on a plane? I, I mean, don't know. For, the well, money, for, you know for, a guy, for a guy like Blake Snell, I'm. It, it's really tough for me. Let me let me put it this way. What's the thing that frustrates you the most with, with pitchers? How they don't travel well. <laughs> What's the what's the thing that where they don't give you where they can't stay in a game? I mean, even more granular than that. More granular that they can't stay in the game. How about walks? Know. Walks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Putting people on, giving them free passes. Blake right. Snell leads walks. baseball in walks. Yes, he he won the Cy Young Award, but I would have a really tough time 
paying a guy $25 million. And, and again, Blake Snell's a very good pitcher. I would just have a tough time seeing someone get paid that much from a team investment standpoint and be that frustrated when they're on the mound every fifth day, not knowing what you're going to go out and get. But to pay that type of premium and not know. So this problem, if you want to call it a problem. I mean, by the way, it's look at his ERA. So it's not like he puts people on and they score. I mean, he just, it's just what he does. He likes pitching with guys on base. Some people don't mind it. Obviously, he doesn't. It's just what he pitches. But, you know, if you, I mean, but you look, you look, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. And this, the pitching market is so thin and everybody needs pitching to your point. And, you know, what could very well happen is team, he's, he may, he's not going to sign right away. And the other thing, Yamamoto will sign first and to set the market, as you, as you correctly pointed out. I mean, I believe that that's right. So there's, there's sitting there and you, there's going to, somebody's going to dramatically overpay for Snell. As much as he deserves to be, you know, he'll get his money and he deserves, he deserves a lot of consideration because of the talent that he is. Somebody's going to overpay because they're going to need the pitching and they're going to sit there and say, okay, well, who, Snell is our next option. And, and, and Yamamoto just got this. So Snell is going to have to come in this and somebody will give it to him because there's a lot of teams just desperate for starting pitching. So he, he could go any which place. And if I'm him, you wait, you're right. You wait to set the market and then you sort of take it from there. And there's the teams that need pitching with the teams we identified before. The Mets desperately need pitching. The Dodgers desperately need pitching. The Red Sox need pitching, right, to your point. So to say, where is he going to go? I have no idea where he's going to go, but he's going to go somewhere like that. Yeah, if you had to pick, I'm, I'm going to lean with the Mariners because that's that's his hometown. I think he's, ex- you know, there are the reports that he's expressed wanting to go there. They can add a pitcher like that to the rotation, trade another pitcher uh, for a bat. So... I'm, I'm going to identify Seattle there, regardless of the rigorous air travels uh, to and from the Emerald City. He's, right, got mi- he's got mileage. He's in those mileage clubs, you know, so he's got yeah. a mile. He always trade miles if, 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 the, if the airplane is too, like the ticket is too expensive. Yeah, you could build up status. Yes. Sure. Right, let's move, let's okay. move to another pitcher before we get to the position players. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, interesting free agent right there. Where do you think he lands? I think comes back to the Yankees. I think there's a strong possibility he comes back to the Yankees. He liked it here very much. So, you know, uh, he you know he went someplace else. Sometimes you can go someplace else to show, and it works out for you. When you go someplace else, and you have really are successful, and all of a sudden you open a lot of eyes to oh, you know, hey, I guess he was pretty good. And you know, and but you know, he went someplace, and he, they, he looked his curveball. He became got the chance to use his curveball and. And it was different philosophy, different place. Uh, go ahead, try it. See if you want to. Go ahead. You, you know, he, and and he went. And he started dominating with it. Just different environment. It came out of him. And it didn't doesn't mean he can't pitch in New York. He can pitch in New York. He has pitched in New York. He's pitched okay in New York. He pitched better where where he went. But at the end of the day, um, you start looking at this thing in the aggregate. And he played. He did. He pitched well in St. Louis. He pitched well in Texas. Um, I think it, it it I think it gave him a confidence that I don't know that he had before. Uh, I'm not saying he didn't have confidence before. I just think it just had to obviously buttress his confidence in a huge way. And I think he's got the weapons and I think he's got the mindset now. I think he'd be very good here. If he comes back here, I, I think the Yankees have a good chance of getting him. That's just my two cents. I fully agree with you, but I think there are two other teams that are gonna be Heavy in the mix for Jordan Montgomery. That's the Rangers and the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, but, okay. for, for yeah. The obvious reasons. You're right. Yeah, he could I, go. There. Sure. I also heard reports out of Boston that he and and his wife relocated to Boston. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
She's a dermatologist. She's opening up a, a a practice in Boston. So that's where the Red Sox logic comes in. They need a a, a need for pitching in their rotation Absolutely. for sure. Rangers aren't just going to sit quietly after winning the World Series. They're going to want to bring a big piece of he their rotation there. Like yeah, like you have. I think you have Mike Maddox still still there. He's kind of been the the pitch whisperer for for Jordan Montgomery in St. Louis and Texas. So I think it's the Rangers or the Red Sox. But I can completely see where the Yankees fit in there as well with Jordan Montgomery. All right, we talked about Cody Bellinger earlier. Where is he going to go as a free agent? Boy, uh, well, he's not going to sign first. He's <laughs> going to sign near the end because of who reps him. Okay, so he's going to sign at the end, and he'll wait to see what how the market gets set well you know and again it's you can't look at soto because soto may not sign it's not gonna sign a contract i don't think i mean whoever gets soto is gonna have to invest a lot to get him and they're gonna i do do it with the idea that you're not trying to do it for a year obviously you're trying to do it for many years but you may not be able to get that opportunity for many years until that one season that he plays for you which would be this upcoming season so so in terms of money they're not going to get set from soto so, but Bellinger has a chance to, you know, he's going to get a lot of money because he, again, there's not a lot of players on the market that could do what he does. There's just not. And he's, he's an elite player in many, many, any, what you name an area, whether it's like I told you outfield, first base, power, defense, you know, he doesn't lack a lot. And it, it's, you know, and teams, there are teams that need power, need hitting. I mean, he's certainly right there. I mean, you, we talked about the Red Sox. That's a possibility. Again, if the Red Sox get shut out, that becomes one of those teams that says, well, you know, now I've got to do whatever because i got to get them. If the Yankees don't land Soto and don't get what, the, what, they, what they really need someplace else, and I don't know, vis-a-vis -vis some trade that we're not privy to, you know, Bellinger for sure, you know, he, he could come here as well. And and I know the Yankees like him. So and a lot of teams like him. What's not to like? Look at his year. What's not to like? The only question is, can you do it again? And this was this bounce back, not an aberration, but truly the direction that the rest of your career is going to take you. That's really what somebody has to figure out. And you know, and by the way, they may not have an option. You look at it and say, I got to get better. I got to improve. This guy makes me better. I'll, I'll take the leap. The leap, though, is going to be how many years and how many dollars. That's a lot of years he's going to command. Whatever it's going to get seven or eight years. You know, there's no way he's going to sign for six. He doesn't have to. Right. So, you know, it's going to be that. So, you know, what you look at the teams out there that need the bat, need the bat, need the defense, and, and need the left side of it. You know, uh, Yankees are a strong possibility. But if they get Soto, that takes away the, the need for Bellinger. It mm -hmm. just does. Because you're going to have to pay a lot. And the Yankees, you know, maybe that's the money you put into Yamamoto. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot going on here. Yeah, it's tough to see how the market – shakes out and it it does not make whatever team is able to sign Cody Bellinger make that look like an impulse buy because I mean let's not shoot it Cody Bellinger is a great player he's, I mean, he's a former MVP but I don't necessarily think he is that top choice for many of the teams we're talking about so when you discuss the domino effect and he's the fallback option it's going to yeah. be it's going to be looked at as like an impulse buy for the team that needs to make an addition, but it's not necessarily their top choice when wow. all the, you know, the chips are stacked and play is yet to to start up. But like you said, Cody Ballinger is not going to set the market. He's not going to push that first domino. So that's going to be an, an, an interesting way to look at things with, with Cody Bellinger. I think he's going to go back to the Cubs. I think the Cubs, uh, apart from the Dodgers, 
Bellinger had a bounce back season with Chicago. They know him best at the moment. They could probably tell you whether or not last year was an apparition or not based on their actions. They want to make a splash. They're reportedly in for Otani. So I go back to the, the domino effect. I think the dominoes are going to fall in the order where the Cubs bring Cody Bellinger back uh, to Chicago. Is it going to be for that six, seven, maybe even eight year deal? That's yet to be determined, but I think Bellinger goes back to the Cubs, a place where he kind of rediscovered himself. Uh, one more player who I think is going to command nine figures as a free agent, John. And this is an interesting one. Maybe the most interesting one from a like a pure baseball sense. It's Matt Chapman, the third baseman who just wrapped up a season with Toronto. He is a state-of-the-art defender at third base. The bat is a question mark in the eyes of many, but still his talent is enough to warrant a nine-figure payday. So where do you think Matt Chapman lands? He can go back to Toronto. I think that's a possibility. I think depending on how this goes, I mean, I don't, and I have no inside intel on this at all. None. Uh, he could be a Yankee. I don't, I don't see, I don't think, how is that far-fetched? He's a really great, def- he's not a good defensive player. He's a great defensive player. And by the way, he's a better offensive player than we're giving him credit for. He can hit. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he hits for average, but you can put it out. He's got power, and you know he's had some big hits. He's a proven solid major league talent. He's a really good player. I any team that takes him is going to be better off for you know who. And to your point, see that that's another where where if you don't get A, you don't get B. Will he's a great player? I like great players. A really good player. So teams are going to be threatened. So I got to do something. I got to improve. He improves us. If you said to me the Yankees for whatever reason didn't get. Yamamoto, and they don't get Bellinger, and they don't get you know, they don't get the, the so I mean I I which I don't I I believe the Yankees are going to get some of that. But say they don't, you don't think the Yankees are going to sit there and say, well, we should, we now we need Chapman because they have to improve at third base. The Yankees have to improve. There's no two ways about this. He makes you better, and mm-hmm. if he's, I wouldn't say that the, the getting him makes your off season. It doesn't. But I'll tell you, some other player that you of need that you need, whether it's the left-handed power pitching, whatever. And if if, if if Chapman falls to you, you know what you you you're not in trouble. That's not a bad move. That's the way yeah, I see. It. Yeah, you you could do a lot worse than completely shoring up one of your positional needs than than Matt Chapman. What do we what do we keep talking about with the Yankees and their needs this offseason on the position side? Third base, left field, center field. You sign Matt Chapman, you don't have to worry about third base. You set it and forget it. Yeah, that, that's true. And you know what? It isn't just, he's and he's a, he, like again. This is not some like fringe player mm-hmm. you're talking about. This guy's an all star. You know, he is. He's, he's an all star player. He's got all star talent. So you know, you get him. You know, you're you're going to be better. And you get to your point. The Yankees have need. They need. They need left handed. They need left handed power. They need an outfield. They need pitch starting pitching. They need a third baseman. They need a left fielder. You know, I, they don't even know what you know what the situation is exact. Well, you're okay, catcher. You know, I think, I think, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think the the call ups will will help. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I like I like the catcher, so I think they're fine there. You know, you're fine a catcher. You know, it's a it's in this then there's the whole thing we haven't talked about Glaber. You know, what are the Yankees going to do with Glaber? I mean, is Glaber stay for the year? I mean, he could. You know, he had a he had a nice year for them. You know, is he is he there? Is he your guy long term? Are the Yankees going to commit? Because it's going to take six, seven years to commit to him, to keep him. Are you going to be able to, is that what the Yankees want to do? 
It, it, it's, but again, if you if you don't sign Yamamoto, right, and you and you don't land Soto, and you know there's a lot of ifs here, right? Then the Yankees have to seriously start thinking about Glaber, what they're going to do there. If the Yankees land some of these other to- uh, things, they have enough fungible pieces where they could move things around. Where Glaber is, you could trade Glaber and get a nice little return for him, and you may have to do that to secure. The, the, in a trade now, something else that you may need be, if you didn't land it vis-a-vis be, be the free agency. So, I mean, Glaber is a huge question mark in the sense of how how he fits with the Yankees long-term. Not about his immediate talent. It's about how he, does he fit long-term. Are they willing to make this commitment? I've heard, I've heard people wanting Volpe for Soto. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't know what happened. It will happen. But if you said to me to, right now, I'll make this deal tomorrow. I'll give me King, give me Volpe, right, I'll, and I'll, I'll Soto. You make that deal? No, I would not give. I would. I wouldn't make that deal for for one year. I wouldn't make that deal you know, for one year and paying thirty plus million for him. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that deal. I would say you get one and then you dip into our minor league system. Okay, and then 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 you don't get him because somebody's. Well, then we start him. over. I mean, we we, we go over. back That's to the drawing right. board. Yeah, well, well, then, 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 we, then we talk about new players right. again. Then Let's Bellinger. hit refresh and and come back. Well, then Bellinger is where you go, right? So this is what well. I'm no, saying. I don't mean I don't mean about about personnel bringing in. I'm talking about within the the soda discussion. Be like, no, I'm not giving you Michael King and Anthony Volpe for one year when I have to pay the guy I'm getting thirty million. Like, let's let's rediscuss the players that we let's rediscuss player exchange. This is where this is where you and I differ. It's like I, I and I'm not, again. I'm not saying trade Volpe. I'm not, not telling you that to be. I'm not doing that at all. Or King. I like King a lot. But if you're telling me, look, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna make a deal for Soto, and 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 a day later, oh, we've signed him for ten years at whatever. That's not happening. No, it's not. It's not because he's gonna go to the free agent market. That's what's gonna happen. The guy reps him. That's how this works. So that'll be next year. But right, in order to have a chance of getting him long term, you gotta get him short term, and you're gonna have to give if you want him. You're gonna have to give what it takes to get him. Okay, they're not giving this guy away. This guy's not what I laugh at people. They tell me, oh, no, you're not giving him away, but you have to look at, I guess, what you have to look at is the Mookie Betts trade. Um, yes. Like they, the Dodgers didn't really give up multiple known commodities for Mookie Betts. Like to me, Michael King, Anthony Volpe, they're semi known commodities. At least one of them definitely is. Uh, Volpe Red seems Sox like he's on that track. He wouldn't be discussed in the trade if the Padres didn't think he was. So, what, what are we hey, doing? Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. As much as I like you, hold on a second. Okay, look at Boston. You're talking mm-hmm. about the Betts deal. I mean, the last couple of years have not been stellar years for the Red Sox. Okay, in terms of some of the player personnel moves that they made, right? True or false? That's true. Okay. You can make the case about the Padres. Same thing. <laughs> okay, but we're not making a case about the, we're not talking about the Red Sox. I mean, don't, don't, let's not compound the issue here, right? We're going one way right now. So I, all I'm saying to you, all I'm saying to you is that Boston really wanted bets to go for whatever reason. I don't know all the reasons. A lot of mm-hmm. money. They didn't want to pay him that kind of money. And, and, and if you said to would you if they had it to do all over again with their current regime in place, would they would they would you move bookie bets? And the answer is you wouldn't. Okay, but for whatever reason. They felt they needed to, and they wanted to, and they did. So they took what they thought was the best deal to move him. Mookie Betts is a tremendous base. Not a good baseball player. He's one of the three top players in the game. If you said to me, I get Mookie Betts, where do I sign? Okay? When you face with getting a talent like that, and I'm and all I'm telling you is maybe I'm overrating. Maybe I'm overrating Soto. Maybe I am. 
I don't know how I am. When I, but all you have to do is watch this guy play. And you say to yourself, I, I want this guy. This guy's a Yankee. He fits I'm with it. you. I think he's a top three player. So Let's if go. you have to give up, I mean, the, the, the one person, see, I'm the only person that gives B pause would be the Martian. Because I get, I haven't seen enough of him. One week does not make a career. Okay, let's call it what it is. But this guy, at his age, with his potential, that's not somebody I want to. I want to put in a deal if I can help it. If you said to me tomorrow, I can have Soto for the Martian, uh, even up, I make that deal. I do. Same here. Okay. So, so because you see the okay. So to, again, to get him long term, you got to get him short term. You got to give up something to get him. Because again, to your point, there's going to be a lot of teams that want him. That want Soto, right? So it's not like you can just waltz in and say, "Okay, here it is. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you, you know, whoever, and, and and you can have them." No, you're gonna have to give up something substantial. But again, if it your needs right now are left-handed hitting outfield, you desperately need that. You need an outfielder who could play like that. You need somebody who could buttress Judge. You know, he fits. He checks all the boxes, and he's 24. That's where you go. This is where they need to go. And again, I'm not saying uh, you don't need Yamamoto. Yeah, you need Yamamoto too. And Chapman is great too. We could do this all day. Yeah, Just, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, John, on I'm this. Arguing, I'm, I'm coming back from. I'm having from... a conversation with. You. I'm not arguing yeah. with you. I'm just I'm, saying. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking a different way than you. Mm -hmm. I think, but, but I'm looking at it from the prism of how the Padres are currently situated. I don't see too many differences between their situation with Soto and the Red Sox situation with Betts. The Red Sox, for whatever reason, didn't feel inclined to sign Mookie Betts. The Padres seemingly can't sign Juan Soto to an extension. They can't afford him anymore. So Bingo. How, how is this Bingo. not the, kind of the same thing? B-I-N-G-O. Bingo. They can't afford him anymore. Right. That's so why so so why so why would a team like the Yankees or anybody trading for a player like Juan Soto, why would they be backed into a corner to, to overpay them the, the Padres asking price? The other team has more leverage than San Diego. Am I wrong? San Diego has leverage. Well, look, San Diego has to move him, and they know they have to move him. So in that respect, they have a little less leverage. And it, it, again, you have to look at it. Right now, it's only for a year, even though it's not going to be for a year. I'm guaranteed it's not going to be for a year. But but say right now it is for a year because that's what it is. Until you, until you make it long term, it's short term. So you're you're asking you, but they can because he's such an elite talent and he's such a difference maker. I think he is, and in the right spot, he will really flourish. And not that looking at a guy who's won a World Series MVP for God's sake, a guy who's done all the things that he's done, and he's 24 years old. And I'm I'm saying he could really flourish if he didn't move the needle any more than what he is. He's a great player. He's a Hall of Fame type talent. It's like you can add him, you add him. I don't care what it costs you. You go get him because that's what we need. That changes the the whole metric of this franchise. Getting him. That's my I'm, I'm with you. I think the Yankees uh, should go out and, and get Juan Soto. If you're telling me it's going to cost King and and Volpe for one guaranteed year where the team's going to be paying them over $30 million. If you're telling me that's what it's going to be, I have to think about it a little more. But right off the outset, I don't think the Yankees need to go that far with, with two major leaguers for Juan Soto, given the parameters of, of where we're at right now. We got we to gotta get going here. So I wanted to get your, your thoughts on a couple of other things. Uh, really quickly, Luis Severino heading to the Mets on a one-year deal. Thoughts on Severino staying in New York, trying to reestablish himself? Uh when healthy, he's an he was an elite talent, and the thing that gives me pause, and I'm sure a lot of teams pause, was he came back, and usually when you come back from an injury, you rebound, 
he didn't get better. So that would make me think that, you know, who knows if he can come back and be anywhere close to what he was capable of being and even what he showed flashes of. So that's a gamble. But for one year, it's and, and a team needs pitching. It's worth taking a flyer on. I think for one year it was worth taking a chance on. At but the number was high, and I the Yankees didn't have the appetite. I don't blame them, and some other teams didn't as well. He went to the highest bidder. The Mets desperately need pitching, and, and you know so they're willing to take a flyer at thirteen million or something like that for the year for one season. You know, again, it's just money. And if if healthy rebound, it's he, look he wins ten games, pitches one hundred fifty innings. I mean, he's dead. It's worth the money to them, right? It's worth the money if he comes back and any shit semblance of what he was. It's a gamble. But it's 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 not a huge gamble because the money is not that spectacular. So you take the chance and you do it. Um, I think the Mets, it's, you know, they took a chance. I don't think it's a bad gamble. Uh, it's a good gamble to take. They need the pitcher. You take the chance. Yeah, I think it's a good gamble for for Severino. Uh, if it's the for the Mets, they need multiple additions to their pitching staff. Um, definitely not a not an end piece type of move, but this is a start. I think it's a, a quality move on both sides. Just dealing with. Luis Severino having discussions with him, interacting with him in the Yankees clubhouse since he came up, his his desire to be great has always stood out to me, and uh, and part of me always believed like he would be one of those generational New York athletes, not you know an all timer so to speak, but knowing that that's a guy who the juices are going to get going when the bright lights are turned on. He's going to shine under the bright lights. I always thought he was going to be that that New York type of athlete. And, uh, you know, his body's kind of somewhat betrayed him, but I think he can uh, he he can potentially reestablish himself here with, uh, with the Mets. All right, John, let's land the plane here. Uh, anything else to discuss before we head into the winter meetings? No, it's going to be, I think there'll be a lot of wheeling dealing. It'll be, I think there'll be a lot of action in winter meetings and, uh, um, uh, and because there's, there's players out there that are com- command attention and teams that need certain players. And I think it'll be very competitive. It'll be very interesting and exciting. And the hot stove is really about to heat up. So if you're in the hot stove and you'll get a lot of that on, yes, please uh, find out, check your listings and find out when it's on. And it's, uh, it's a really good show. We've got some good people on it and we'll, we'll take you everywhere you need to take a go when it comes to uh, off season moves. I'll just give the listeners the listings right now. Again, John, uh, Monday, December the 4th, first episode of Yankees Hot Stove. Episodes on the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the winter meetings happening next week in Nashville. Then you have episodes on Mondays and Thursdays, the following two weeks leading up into the week of Christmas. So that's going to do it for us. We're looking forward to the winter meetings, and we'll react to any moves that the Yankees make coming up here leading into the holiday season. For John J. Filippelli and our fantastic producer, Dan Bassone, I'm Justin Shackle. We'll catch you next time on the Curtain Call Podcast, a production of the Yes Network.